Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Dublin Airport operator to the DAA has said it will be uh, a busy but good start to the traditional Easter weekend getaway at the airport this morning. Now, 50,000 passengers are expected to depart from Dublin Airport throughout Good Friday. It's going to be one of the busiest afternoons since before the pandemic. Security is open 24 hours a day at Terminal 1 to ease the pressure. Owen Curry, the travel expert, joins me. Good afternoon, Owen. Good afternoon, Niall. What a mess, Owen, over the last couple of months. It's been an absolute disaster for the DAA and people have now lost faith in the system. So when the DAA come out and say, oh, look, everything will be okay. Just arrive two or three hours before your flight. There's no need to arrive six hours before your flight. People don't believe them anymore. Well, another weekend, another crisis now. Last week's crisis was security queues where they had stopped, uh, decided not to let them clog the terminal. They were all queuing outside. People will remember those images from social media. This weekend, I suspect that the problem is going to arise a little bit earlier in the cycle, and we're dealing with a car park uh, problem. The queues this morning, a lot better, 20, 25 minutes. Uh, They've rostered, people have been asked, as you said, not to show up five, six hours in advance. The reason for that was, they only had very, very few security staff on at 3, 4 in the morning. People were arriving in numbers then. That led to queues of 60, 70 minutes. Now those queues seem to have stabilised a fair bit, but it's early in the weekend. So what is the advice now? Now, the DAA are saying that they've interviewed 500 people. They've taken on 200 staff, but they won't be ready till June because they've got to train them up, etc., etc. So hopefully we won't see a repeat of this problem throughout the summer, particularly well, in the June, when it's going to be the busiest period. So, so what's the advice now to people who are travelling away, say, for the weekend or for a week in the Canaries or heading off to New York? What's the advice now? Well, six weeks is going to take to train these up. So that's next June's crisis. It's of no relevance to what's happening this weekend. The advice at the moment is two and a half hours short haul, three and a half hours long haul. Don't show up before that. They were saying show up early, but not too early. You will need the three and a half for long haul, particularly if you're going west. Because not only have you the security queue... You have the immigration as well, yes. You have a separate US security queue as well, which is running 25, 30 minutes, and the immigration, which is running 45 minutes. But the experience of the last few days has been that while queues have the queue problem hasn't gone away, it hasn't gone beyond 60 minutes, and it hasn't gone uh, beyond 30 minutes for fast track. Fast track, obviously, a lot of people... Uh, they've stopped selling it, but a lot of people have the facility for using it. And the uh, flights are not being missed. People are not missing flights. That was the beginning of the whole crisis was when flights were missed the first weekend of the summer schedules. So are they reassuring people that if you stick to the, the two hour, or two and a half to three and a half hours based on whether you're going uh, domestic or international, are they reassuring people that you will not miss your flight? Because, of course, that was the fear. Every, and I was looking on Twitter there over the last few weeks, people you know, panicking that their flight was at 12 o'clock and they were arriving at 2 o'clock in the morning. So and people were panicking, what time should I be there? Uh, because they didn't want to miss their flight. So are they reassuring people now that they won't miss their flights? Nobody can give that reassurance, Niall, yeah, but well, they, then, flights, hmm. are, flights are not being missed and you're absolutely right. Cousin of mine, uh, flying out for a 6 a.m. flight, started her journey from West Clare at 11 p.m. the night before. You would be in Australia, uh, the, <laughs> flight, the, flight, the time people are taking to fly for short haul. The reality is that it depends on how much you have to do. That is, that is part of 
on some part of the issue that the airline check-in desk is part of the problem and the, as I say, the car parking is now part of the problem. So what's, ha- so what's happening with the car park? The car park is full. Uh, the long-term car park spaces for Saturday are all gone now. The Sunday is filling up fast. You can't book at the moment. We're one car park down. We're three and a half thousand car park spaces down from what we were dealing with in 2019. And, and, why, no, and why is that the case, by the way? Because one of the car parks, the private car park, hasn't reopened the quick park on Santry. Now, what that means is that the assumption that you could get to drive to the airport, park in the long-term car park, get the bus to the terminal, all of that is no longer uh, a valid Dublin Airport Authority saying uh, use public transport to get to Dublin Airport if you can. But that is... That's not always an option for people, no. That is one of the... Not an option, as you know, we've no rails. The only uh, capital uh, city airport in Europe that doesn't have a rail connection or a, uh, Lisbon has the equivalent of the Lewis, doesn't have a, a, a mm-hmm. rail or a tram collection, is Dublin. So that is part of the problem. Airline check-in, they've opened the airline check-ins uh, half an hour earlier, and uh, that seems to have solved itself. And the other, um, the, the, other the, the security is only part of that overall problem. Getting to the gates from security is also a bit of an issue, particularly if you're on those 100 gates, the end of the 100 gates that Ryanair lose. Yeah, that's like a 10-mile camel hike, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but the, the Dublin Airport app now gives you the uh, the travel time from the other side of security. Keep an eye on that. Dublin Airport app, by the way, dropped the queue time for security, uh, the information for Terminal 1 and Terminal 2 at the middle of the week of last week, and uh, it's back on the app now. So while two and a half hours is the general advice, it really depends on how much do you have to do when you reach the airport. Okay, two other things. You mentioned it a bit earlier on there, if you're going, say, to New York or you're heading off to uh, West Side, you're heading off to the States, right? Um, that you obviously have to go through security. And then when you go to immigration, you have to go through security again. Another I, security. I often wondered, what's, why that. is that, Owen? Why do you have to go through a second security when you've already been through security? Because uh, the federal, the U.S. authorities have their own very, very strict terms, uh, and it, one of the conditions on getting your, uh, your immigration is that they have a second security check. That means that uh, you haven't been able to do anything between the initial security check, which brings you into the loop, the big shopping area, and you're approaching the U.S. border immigration. So that second security is especially for the U.S. authorities. It's mm. not to do with the ECAC, which is the European uh, Security Protocols. There's an urban legend, by the way. You can clarify whether this is true or not. That once all, you... all, all urban legends are true now. <laughs> you know once you go to American immigration, there's somebody told me this years ago, I don't know how true it is, you're technically on American soil. Now, technically, yes. Uh, is, is that true, by the way? Okay, I'll tell you where it really counts. Where did that come no... from? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you're, you're actually uh, subject to Irish law. If you uh, throw a tantrum and punch your uh, girlfriend or, or fellow if passenger. your girlfriend punches you, it's, <laughs> yeah. the guards, it's the guards that'll arrest you. Not the, you're not subject of an FBI. You won't be appear on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> but um, there is lots of the regulations, the, the, the squeakier regulations that apply that really are um, on the American side. And one of the places, one of the unusual places it applies is in that wonderful lounge that they have, 51st and Green, that you get uh, after you've cleared through U.S. immigration and you can go and uh, have uh, 
sorry, a bite or a drink. Yeah. And some of the foodstuffs there are not available, that would be available in the Marquet at Kesh and all of the other food areas in Dublin are not available there because they're subject to U.S. Uh, Department of Agriculture restrictions. Oh, right. So while you're, while you're not actually in an, it's not an embassy, you're not on U.S. soil the way that the guy who rammed the gates in the Russian embassy reversed so he wouldn't step set foot on Russian soil. While you're not in sort of a diplomatic uh, soil, the regulations that apply to customs, the regulations that apply to immigration, all of that, they apply to you when you're on airside after going through that US. Yeah, it reminds me of that movie with Tom Hanks. Remember Terminal? Wasn't that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, feel, I feel like Tom Hanks. Yeah. Time, you know, and but, finally, I, uh, just finally, Owen, uh, apart from all the mess with the DAA and everything else, and hopefully, they, uh, by the way, this is completely up to the DAA to restore confidence in the general public again, uh, to use the services properly, be there two and a half or three and a half hours. At the moment, I think people still are, are going to arrive early because they've lost faith. Yeah, panicking. But, uh, panicking. but in relation to COVID restrictions, now, Spain have lifted their uh, the necessity to have a COVID yes. cert, I believe, now, so you don't need yes. that anymore. Um, Wednesday of last week it went, yeah. Okay, what's the possibility people are asking, say, for example, the United States, when they might be lifting those restrictions because they have quite still very good or very uh, difficult restrictions for people where you have to have a COVID cert and an antigen test 24 hours beforehand. Difficult and confusing because people turn up with a PCR test and they're told the PCR test doesn't do. It has to be antigen. Oh, so it has. I thought you could have either. Yeah, in most countries you could have either and the PCR was regarded as the gold standard but the Americans were insisting on an antigen. Uh, The Canadians were insisting on the PCR and people who were flying to America via Toronto or arriving were being denied boarding because they had the antigen, not the PCR. All a mess. Canada re- removed their restrictions for the PCR on April the 1st. My information is that on the April the 18th, that uh, America will remove the, re- the requirement for an antigen test. But the reality is America makes it decides very quickly. Uh, there's a big debate going on at the moment, all the medical device, all of that, and they will give no notice of this. They will announce on April the 17th, it's gone on April the 18th, and they might do what they did in last September, is just uh, defy what everybody expected and just delay things by a few weeks. Yeah, anyway, just, just to annoy everybody. Just annoy anyone. And in relation to the vaccine certs, are we are we seeing those being lifted for most countries around the world now? No, absolutely not. Uh, vaccine certs really rec- very important and still required for almost everywhere. And remember, you will need you say this locator form correctly say the locator form has gone from Spain from Wednesday of last week. You will still need it if you haven't got the European digital COVID cert. It's only for vaccinated people that you don't take out the location. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Um, the Greece removed the vaccination requirement this week, but most countries still have them. And this is really important, Nile, as well. The locator form is still in place for almost every country in Europe. If you Google locator form Italy, for example, the, people, the companies that show up first on the page are not the official government page. They, you go through the process of filling out the form and they say, oh, what's your credit card number? Because we want to charge you 55 euro for the, pr- for the privilege of filling out the locator form for you. All European locator forms are free. So if, you're, so if you're being charged, you know you're on the wrong page. Absolutely. And, and by the way, that, yeah, that goes for the Esther too. paid out by people. That, and that, well, like, that goes for the Estes as well from America. I know Absolutely. there's a lot of private Estes, companies that do it. The Estes is a small charge. $14. Charge, yeah, yeah, but you will find people who will fill out the Esther for you uh, for $100. And 
they weigh uh, the and they, Google is answerable for this should be answerable for this. Google um, they pay Google um, the on the pay per click model to finish higher up the page than the U.S. government site. Now the government site is absolutely unrepeatable. It's got a long string of dots and letters and everything that make no sense. But my strong advice to people is, if you're looking for the U.S. ESTA site, go into one of the airline sites and go through there. And I would say the same for locator forms. Go okay. to the airline site, follow the form, don't Google, because Google, uh, every twist and turn is, is being, there's somebody, there's a scam artist lurking behind uh, your mouth. Okay, sorry for keeping you so long, on, and I'm sorry, but there's loads of people texting in questions for you. I don't have time to get to them all. We did just answer one there about the SPTH, by the way. So the, the rule is, if you're not vaccinated, you still need to fill out the locator form. Somebody That's else says right. no. very important. And Portugal still has it, by the way. So okay. don't assume because it's gone in Spain, it's gone elsewhere. Italy still has it. Italy, France, Slovenia and Malta have the same form. That's very convenient. It would be lovely if at European level all the locator forms had been collated at some stage, but they didn't do that. Four countries. Okay, so, still, still a little bit of confusion about the US and the PCR versus Absolutely, antigen. Yeah. Somebody, somebody says to me here, now that's incorrect. Uh, there's a PCR is accepted as I used it recently. Well, I suppose it depends on who you go, who takes it off you. I suppose. I don't know. Okay, I, I will take, I'll take that uh, on, on board and it, it, uh, change my advice to people to check it. But my experience is that people have been uh, told that the PCR is not uh, acceptable by the US. And that was a, a regulation that changed very suddenly. Um, I think it was about six weeks ago. But let's uh, let, let me back off because I don't have access. Okay, no, no, to, and I get it. And by the way, Owen, I don't blame you. I don't blame you being yeah, confused about it. it. I went yeah, to America no, no, just before that's, Christmas. That's my information. Uh, yeah. But do check it out if, 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 yeah. if I am being queried on it. My infer- my, in fact, I had an experience where, uh, not myself, but somebody was sent for the antigen. Now, the antigen, it comes back very quickly. Yes, 15 uh, minutes. So they had yeah. the PCR and returned back at the, at the death. And look, there's no... Uh, you, you, Owen, you're forgiven for the confusion because when I went away just before Christmas, I actually went and booked both just in case because yeah, there was so absolutely. much confusion. And final question for you. Somebody says, hello, Niall. I'm up at arms here at the moment. I'm going away to Turkey and I didn't think of paying for parking in advance. Has your friend any advice or suggestions, please? Desperate, okay. says Marie. Yeah, the parking, the parking, booking, the parking is still open as far as I know. You can still book for Sunday, and Saturday is full. Um, there isn't any other option because, as I say, Quick Park, which is the private car park, is closed, and that has taken three and a half thousand parking for parking spaces out of the system. So when the capacity crunch comes in, there aren't that many other places you, things you can do. Um, there are uh, there are about eight. Uh, coach services, air coach being the most prominent, that do uh, bus services to the airport. And Dublin Airport's only solution, and my only solution to that particular conundrum is that uh, public transport uh, is, is the, is the, is the, is the safest bet, yeah. Okay, or, well, or a friendly, or a friendly uh, person to drop you off the airport. Okay. Oh, oh, listen, thank you very much indeed for taking time out of your busy day to talk thank to us and answer all those questions. Okay. All right. There you go. Own uh, Corey, a travel expert. A lot of people texting in. There is massive confusion in relation to the United States because they, if you look at their, what, their own website, it's not very clear whether you need a PCR or an antigen. Now, look, I can't give you advice on that. Owen obviously said he'll revisit the advice in relation to that, uh, that he gives out personally himself. He said the antigen, you could, by the way, 
they own, they accepted the antigen test for me. I went away in November and they accepted the antigen test. But I booked both just in case because I was unsure whether they would or not. Uh, but they did accept the antigen. Uh, somebody said there that they accepted a PCR from them. I know a friend of mine who went recently and he took a PCR and they accepted that too. So I'm, I'm going to just throw in, I think it's either or. And they will accept either. Uh, but they did change the rules. It used to be 72 hours. You must have it 24 hours before you go, not 72. Now, as Owen rightly pointed out, they may lift that restriction for those who have a vaccine cert from April onwards. In other words, you might not have to get the test. But at the moment, it is the most complicated place to go to in the world when it comes to COVID-19 for some strange reason. Well, one of the most complicated, certainly, uh, is that you need a vaccine cert and you cannot go to America without a vaccine cert. That's just the way it is at the moment. And you need a test, even if you have the vaccine cert, you need the test 24 hours beforehand, uh, before you go. And you also need to fill out another form that people don't know about, uh, as well as a passenger locator form, which is actually on your ESTA anyway. So you don't need to worry too much about that. They have another declaration form that you must download from the American website, uh, the American government website. And it's a form basically saying that you're not lying on any of the other forms. And that if you are, you take full responsibility and you go to jail. So, and you have to also, it's about seven pages, but you only have to sign the end of it. So you also have to fill that one out as well. So there's quite a number of forms. It's, I swear to God, you'll have a folder full of forms going to America if you are heading off to America. But as you mentioned, in relation to Spain or any of those Mediterranean destinations that you normally used to go into, uh, Spain or Canaries or whatever it happens to be, I think the Spanish authorities, um, the SPTH, which is the passenger locator forms for, for the Spanish um, government, you don't need to do that now if you have a vaccine cert. If you don't have a vaccine cert, you still need to do it. All right, so that's just to, to clarify that because people are a little bit confused about that, that information. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.